brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. Earlier this week, the news broke that Francis was in the process of trying to rehabilitate Father Telhard de Chardin. Priest excommunicated for his rather serious errors against the Catholic faith. A scoundrel of a priest who had engaged in all sorts of rather disturbing frauds, including fabrication of a skeleton to help promote evolution and his numerous rather bizarre statements about a cosmological Christ that have snuck their way into rather normal mainstream Catholic language today. His works were essentially banned by the Vatican. And he, Francis, has issued a statement recently telling us that he was misunderstood. <laughs> of course. So I'm going to give you today the two statements from the Vatican putting this priest's writings on the blacklist. You, as Catholics, they were essentially banned. And even after his the the index was was eliminated in the 1960s, the Vatican still said not to read this priest's writings. That's how dangerous they thought Pierre Dale Pierre Teilhard de Chardin was, and it's why we should take so seriously what Francis is doing. And if you haven't watched that video from earlier this week, I give you the full account of the priest's encounter with what he called the thing which sounds like essentially him volunteering for exorc or volunteering for possession something to be taken very seriously and unfortunately that account by people isn't taken all that seriously anymore which is perhaps the most bizarre thing about the story of Chardin so here we are the 1962 warning from the holy from the sacred congregation of the holy office also known at the time as the inquisition and after Vatican II, it changed its name to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Admonition. Several works of Father Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, some of which were posthumously published, are being edited and are gaining a good deal of success. Prescinding from a judgment about those points that concern the positive sciences, it is sufficiently clear that the above-mentioned works abound in such ambiguities and even in serious errors as to offend Catholic doctrine. For this reason, the most eminent and most revered fathers of the Holy Office exhort all ordinaries, as well as the superiors of religious institutes, rectors of seminaries, and the presidents of universities, effectively to protect the minds, particularly of the youth, against the dangers presented by the works of Father Teilhard de Chardin and of his followers. Given at Rome from the Palace of the Holy Office on the 30th day of June, 1962. That was the first warning. Simple, straight to the point. One wishes that the Vatican was wrote with such brevity today. They made their simple point. They didn't have to go into the examples of why his writings were considered dangerous. It's not the point of it. With these things on matters of faith and morals, Rome decrees and we are to obey. These are not arguments to be made. No dialogue and accompaniment here. His writings were diabolical. Do not touch them. And it is the duty of pastors and seminary directors to protect the minds of young people from reading these things. Straightforward. 
after this, at some point, for some reason, in the 1980s and the 1970s, not long after this document, people began to think that the church had changed its stance. That document, that warning was issued by John the 23rd. Now we get the, by the late 1970s, after Paul the Sixth and the upheavals that happened during his time, and in, in, in the early part of the John Paul II papacy, you start getting this idea among priests and laity that the, the warnings against Chardin don't apply anymore, that it was okay. It wasn't really helped by the fact that Ratzinger and a few others had said less stridently negative things about Chardin. That changed, of course, in 1981 when the Vatican issued this following short statement. Quote, Communique of the Press Office of the Holy See, appearing in the English edition of La Salvatore Romano, July 20th, 1981. The letter sent by the Cardinal Secretary of State to His Excellency Monsignor Poupard on the occasion of the centenary of the birth of Father Teilhard de Chardin has been interpreted in a certain section of the press as a revision of previous stands taken by the Holy See in regard to this author, and in particular the monitum of the Holy Office of the 30th of June, 1962 which pointed out that the work of the author contained ambiguities and grave doctrinal errors. The question has been asked whether such an interpretation is well-founded. After having consulted the Cardinal Secretary of State and the Cardinal Prefect of the Sacred Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which, by order of the Holy Father, had been duly consulted beforehand about the letter in question, we are in a position to reply in the negative. Far from being a re revision of the previous stands of the Holy See, Cardinal Casseroli's letter expresses reservation in various passages, and these reservations have been passed over in silence by certain newspapers, reservations which refer precisely to the judgment given in the monotum of June 1962, even though this document is not explicitly mentioned. Simple and straightforward. Essentially, you had an informal dubia about this first 1962 statement issued by the Holy or issued by basically the media. And the Vatican responded to the informal dubia. People doubted whether the standard existed anymore, whether it was still applied. And it clearly still did in the minds of the Vatican. That having been said, we should go over now the letter of Cardinal Casseroli. That letter is short and is will take only a moment to go over. All these letters, by the way, I have linked in today's show notes at returntotradition.org, which... May not look go live till today's news story goes live, but they will be there so you could read them for yourself. Letter from Cardinal Casseroli, occasion of the centenary of the birth of Father Teilhard de Chardin. Yes, they were observing this. That is how attitudes had changed towards the priest. On the occasion of the centenary of the birth of Father Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, the Cardinal Secretary of State, Agostino Casseroli, sent on last 12th of May, 1981, the following letter to Archbishop Paul Poupard, rector of the Catholic Institute of Paris, where a meeting was held in honor of the scholar. Your Excellency, the international scientific community, and more broadly, the whole intellectual world, are preparing to celebrate the centenary of the birth of Father Pierre Artelard de Chardin. The astonishing repercussions of his researches, together with the influence of his personality and the richness of his thought, have left a lasting mark on our age powerful poetic insight into the deep value of nature, a keen perception of the dynamism of creation, a wide view of the becoming of the world, were combined in him with undeniable religious fervor. 
Likewise, due to his continual desire for dialogue with the science of his time and his dauntless optimism with regard to the evolution of the world, his intuitions, through the shimmer of words and the magic of images, caused a considerable stir. Geared to the future, this synthesis, often so lyrical in expression and fraught with a passion for the universal, will have contributed to restoring to men tormented by doubt the hate taste of hope. But at the same time, the complexity of the problems tackled as well as the variety of approaches adopted have not failed to raise difficulties, which rightly motivate a critical, serene study, both on the scientific and on the philosophical and theological levels of his exceptional work. There is no doubt that the celebrations of the centenary at the Catholic Institute of Paris or at the Natural History Museum at UNESCO, as well as in Notre Dame in Paris, will be, from this point of view, an opportunity for a stimulating confrontation through a rightful methodological distinction of levels on strict epistemological lines. Our time will certainly remember, beyond difficulties of conception and de deficiencies of expression in this bold attempt at synthesis, the witness of the unified life of a man seized by Christ in the depths of his being and concerned to honor faith and reason at the same time, responding in advance, as it were, to John Paul II's appeal, do not be afraid, open wide the doors to Christ, the immense fields of culture, civilization, and development. I am, your ha I am happy, Your Excellency, to communicate this message to you on behalf of the Holy Father, for all the participants in the conference over which you preside at the Catholic Institute of Paris, as a tribute to Father Teilhard de Chardin, and I assure you of my faithful devotion. Signed, Augustino Cardinal Casaroli. Perhaps you understand why, after reading that, the media thought that the attitude from Rome had changed, because I don't see what the Holy Office was talking about there when they said that there were difficulties pointed out in that letter and that nothing had changed. What reading that, you would think that you now had permission to read that, since that letter, uh, marking them, a, giving them a congratulations for observing the centenary of the per birth of this wicked priest, was sent on behalf of John Paul II. So, there you have it, folks. It's a little wonder that we now have Francis saying he is being rehabilitated, that he has been misunderstood. One wonders what caused the Holy Office, or later, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, to have to step in and do damage control. Perhaps somebody pointed out that this priest may have been possessed. Let me know what you thought of that weird series of letters in the comments, please. And uh, hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help sort of sharing this on social media. That helps enormously, too. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.